Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 43 of the Showbound podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here alongside San Jose Sharks prospect, Ethan Cardwell. Cards, busy uh, busy last week for you in Colts camp, but how's it going, man? Yeah, it's been crazy. Um, I mean, I get my, my comfiest setup for the pod yet. I'm sitting on the couch for the first time ever since we've done this. Uh, I know we talked about me working on my setup and everything here. So I still got to figure out where I'm going to do all that. But for this week, we're, we're just using a little makeshift setup. Um, but no, like you said, super busy. I know you've been a little bit busy too. Our timing hasn't coincided with each other. Um, partially my fault more than yours have just been so swamped. I, I started getting birthday texts, camp info, got to go to camp, got to do workouts, fitness testing games every day. So it came to be a lot, so we took the week off, but we're super happy to be back here this week with what we think is an amazing episode anyway, and uh, I hope the fans are going to love it too, Ross. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. We could announce the guest. We uh, shifted to announcing the guest nice and early, but we got Thomas Bordalo, second-round pick of the San Jose Sharks and NCAA Rookie of the Year last year, plays for Michigan. Um, awesome interview. Uh, it was great, so we'll we'll get to that one in a bit, but yeah, I want to... I want to catch up because, uh, yeah. So for the, for the listeners, like, I called Cardi a couple of days ago. I was I was <laughs> I pick up the phone. I'm like, "How's camp going?" And then right away, I was just like, "Wait, don't answer that. Let's save it for the pod." Like, I immediately just shut it down. So I have so many questions about it. But first of all, how's my boy Marty doing? The new uh, new head coach and GM of the Colts, Marty Williamson. Marty's been great, dude. Marty's like he kind of minds his own business, like just stays in his own area. And then when practice comes like super intense, like we're all dialed in great, short, hard practices. So from what I obviously built a little bit of a relationship with Marty before, but uh, from what I've seen from him so far, I'm loving it. I think he's loving it being back at the rink. And I think all the boys are just super excited for this season with a, uh, with a fresh slate and uh, big things ahead for the Colts. Yeah. How are the boys doing? Like, Obviously, um, I know all the older guys, but how, how are they and how's the younger guys looking and the chemistry in the room so far? Yeah, I think uh, it, it's been a lot of fun so far. Just like we haven't really had much time to do too because we've been so busy and everything. But I think all the young guys really, really enjoying their time so far. I know I'm trying to make it as fun as I can for those guys because I know what it's like to go through that as a young guy and to have good vets on your team. So that's kind of the role I'm taking on, just hoping to make them feel welcome and have a good time. And I think the chemistry is going to come like me and board say later on in this episode, like just hanging out with the boys off the ice. I think it's crucial for, for team bonding and that's how teams win games. So I think that's what we're going to do. A lot of uh, get togethers, maybe basement hangouts, golfing, I don't know, arcade, maybe hit the rec room. There's a ton of stuff to do in the beautiful Barry Ontario. So I'm sure we won't have a problem finding Cam. Oh yeah. Um, any talk about the leadership group of the Colts this year? Who's getting a couple letters or what? Uh, we haven't heard anything yet. I've, I've seen a few announcements around the league. actually shout out to Ty Tulio, captain of the gents, one of my buddies. So, uh, but and yeah. He follows the podcast on Insta. I know. So shout out him, especially for that. Yeah. Actually, you know what? We'll probably we'll have to get tools on in the next few, eh? Yeah, for sure. We should. Um, yeah. But no, we haven't we haven't heard anything here. I know we, we play our first game uh tomorrow. So Monday I don't know what for the listeners, uh, which will have already happened when the this episode comes out. Yeah, so I don't know what the leadership group will look like for that. Just trying to 
play my role as an older guy. And I think all the other guys are doing an amazing job of it too. Okay. I'm excited for that, man. Um, I need to tell this story. Why I, I'll bleep out that swear. Um, this crazy thing happened to my arm over this last week. I told Cardi about it. I'm going to retell the story for the listeners. I'll try to tell it quick because it's kind of a long story, but I go to get a blood test, like super normal routine blood test. I've had a million, like never had a problem in my life. And as I'm driving home, I have this massive like bump on my arm where the, uh, the needle went in and I was pretty scared. <laughs> and I start, I start driving home and I'm, I started like passing out on the road. Like I, I lost my sense of hearing. I couldn't stay awake. My, my arms and legs were tingling and stuff. And I managed to pull over and I was like on the side of the road and I managed actually to stay awake too, but I knew something was wrong immediately. And so I went and I went to the hospital and stuff and I was diagnosed with this thing with a long name, which actually was wrong. Um, had an ultrasound a couple of days ago. Oh yeah. And cards, I was sending you Snapchats on my arm. Like, it was yeah. messed up. Like my yeah. arm was a different color. I had these crazy bruised lines on it and stuff. Anyway, so apparently the ultrasound, we found out this girl who gave me the blood test pierced my artery and tore my muscle in my forearm with the needle. And like, I can't straighten my arm or anything. I have a big golf tournament for the Brock hockey team coming up in, on Tuesday. Like it'll already happen when this episode comes out. I'm not going to be able to play. Um, my arm just got so messed up from this blood test and it's kind of it, it rattled me man i i literally like pierced an artery from this needle that's absurd man i remember you were telling me i'm like bro what is going on you're sending me pictures and it just looks like you have a massive wound your arm didn't even look human it looked like an avatar <laughs> arm or something absurd yeah. out of this world and then yeah you, your hockey shot's gonna be a mess for a while and so is your golf swing. I'm interested to see how much worse it can get. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that's that. I needed to say that. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm kind of pissed off that it happened to me too. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, some other things I want to mention that pissed me off this week. Our Brock hockey camp starts on uh, the 13th. And we have some guys flying in from out, out west, like Winnipeg and, and BC that are living in a house. And they came in to, to St. Catherine's to live in their house. And the landlord wasn't there to give him the keys and stuff. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, all of a sudden I can't rent this house anymore due to some financial reason. So we have four homeless guys now on the team that came in from out west. They don't have a place to stay. So obviously it was panic for that night. We found them places to stay with like other guys on the couches and stuff. So right now we're looking for a, a place for them. But just craziness going down. Um, I felt horrible for these guys and uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's keeping me busy with, with these random things that come up. I don't know that what might, to make of it. That might uh, take its toll on your run for GM of the year. You got guys sleeping on Clifton Hill at night. So <laughs> <laughs> not, not a good look for you right now. Got to clean that one up. Yeah. I, I, I feel horrible for the guys, but we're, we're getting it all sorted out anyway. Yeah, I got this big golf tournament Tuesday. Like I said, I can't really play, but the boys were going to the casino after. Um, what's your – well, now that you're 19 – or you can be 18 and go to the casino in Canada, but what do you have like no, a table no, game? You have to be 19. Okay. Do you ever going to rip the casino there in Barrie? No, I went uh, when I was back home uh, for my 19th and stuff. So, uh -huh. But <laughs> broke, broke even. So <laughs> I'm not mad. I mean, it feels good. 
uh, for my, I guess we haven't even talked about my birthday on the pod at all because we missed last week, but yeah, got, uh, had a beer on a patio. Wow, um, man. Yeah. Did you get so ID? Uh, no, that's the crap part. I know everyone wants to get ID'd on their 19th, man. You don't look 19, man. No, nah, but I was at the keg. So I was like, if you're there, like getting drinks, like, I feel like they just expect that you're old enough. I think you look older with the shorter hair. Like you look older right now, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I had the I had the shorter hair going for for that. So maybe that's why they thought I was 33 years old and didn't yeah, have to just a man. check my check my on the date ID. But yeah, no. It's uh feels nice. I feel like an old man now. I got nothing to look forward to anymore <laughs> with uh with birthdays. I just want to stay at 19 for the rest of my life. 19's a solid year. Um yeah, I did also want to mention my showbound license plate is going on my car next week, and I can't wait. You have to bring it into like Service Ontario; they don't let you do it yourself. So I had to wait for to get an appointment, no, really? which, which was annoying. But I'm gonna look sick. Look for me riding around in that. Any showbound listeners, come say hi. That'll yeah, if any showbound listener that sees like grass, just start honking at them too. Get them going. Oh yeah, actually, I I showed you this before. I want to share this with our listeners because any of our listeners, we all we all love them. But for the YouTube listeners, you can see this. Cards has already seen it, but we have surpassed the three million download mark on the podcast. So yeah, that's nuts, man. I think that's crazy, and it seems like just just recently we were talking about passing two million. Um, yeah, it wasn't too long ago. I think. And that's not on us. That's like, we're doing the best we can, but that's on you guys listening. And for every listener this week, you're just helping to that total. And it means so much to us when we do hit certain plateaus like this or certain benchmarks that we're just going to keep smashing. So I think our next goal has got to be five mil. That's a, that's a a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Should take like two weeks and we'll be good. Um, (laughs) I want to shout out our top 10 countries. Because this is a, a funny list, especially number okay. 10. Number 10 is unexpected. But for in order of first to 10th, this is where we get the most listens. Number one, Canada. Number two, United States. Number three, Sweden, which is pretty obvious. Um, mm-hmm. Number four, Australia. Number five, Germany. Number six, United Kingdom. Number seven, Iceland. Number eight, Finland. Number nine, Slovakia. And number 10, with 149 listeners, Saudi Arabia. Shout out to those countries. Thank um, you, everyone all over the globe who tune yeah. in weekly to the Showbound podcast. So uh, when are you going to San Jose? And tell us tell uh, us what you got going on out in Arizona and stuff like that, because no one knows. Yeah, I got my flight info the other day, actually, 14th to the 26th. I'll be in San Jose. Um, and yeah, we go we go to a rookie tournament in uh in Arizona, uh, Scottsdale, and we're going to be playing a bunch of different teams. I think Colorado, Vegas, Anaheim, LA, and Phoenix or Arizona, sorry, are all at that tournament. So we'll just cycle through three teams. Um, looking forward to that. That's on the 17th to 20th. And I'm sure Rask will be doing a great job on the social media, plugging the links and stuff. If you guys want to watch oh, yeah. those. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Getting back. I'm familiar with it now. Like no, most of the guys that are going to be there again so mm-hmm. it'll uh it'll make things a lot smoother and just like more comfortable when i go in but yeah just gonna be grinding the past the next week till i leave really next week and a half until i go to san jose uh here in barry so looking forward to that and just 
excited to be back here and just doing my everyday thing again for the first time in like 18 months or whatever. Yeah. Um, you need, you need cards to get a game pick with like in the game Jersey and all that stuff and throw it on Instagram. It would get me so fired up. All right. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell the photographer, I'm going to start sending emails, like get some yeah. picks. It'll all be looking, but that, that would be nasty. Um, yeah. A hundred percent. So we got a DM on the show on Instagram last week, a question for me that I want to answer. Um, it was like two questions, but the question is for me, was it hard to come to terms that my playing career is done? And does it mess with my identity at all that I'm not a hockey player anymore? So I thought this was a good question to like talk about because there's probably a lot of our listeners are maybe at that age where, you know, maybe going off to college or whatever and hanging up the skates or whatever, that type of thing. But for me, so was it hard to come to terms that my playing career is done? For me, no, only in the sense that like I was already working in hockey. So I, w- I was still like, I didn't really feel like it, it was done. And I was more focused on my business hockey career than my playing career because I knew I wasn't really gonna make it as a hockey player <laughs> so it wasn't that hard if I was like an elite player it would definitely be be hard but um I do miss it like I miss the competitive environment more so this year because I haven't been able to play in like the summer league with my friends because of COVID so I'll miss it less when I do stuff like that but I'm still around hockey every day so I don't actually miss like I, it, it wasn't hard to come to terms that my career is done and then the second part of it does it mess with my identity at all that I'm not a hockey player anymore I'd say no because I never really identified myself as like a hockey player. I think it's just going back to that. I was never like a high end guy. Um, I mean, if you look at my stats, I was a point per game as a defenseman in, in junior, but it was a GMHL. Oh yeah. The outlaw league. <laughs> but Hey, as a guy who never went to a practice, a guy who took two years off between playing, that's six stats and a defenseman. Come on. Yeah. Um, pretty high end stats, but just to go along with that point, I think like, you don't identify yourself as a hockey player, but you're talking like talking to world-class hockey players every week. Like these guys are all going to be in the NHL and like you're working in the hockey business every day. So like hockey is your whole life. Really? You got to do your school yeah. and stuff. You're going to be in hockey. So I don't think it should yeah, matter. So I don't, it doesn't mess with my, I, I more identify as like a hockey executive, I'd say even like more than a hockey player, but yeah, I'm in the, in the rink every day with the Brock team this year. And, still get to be around the locker room and that that's the stuff that and you hear when people retire they say that's like the stuff they miss you know it's being around the boys that sort of thing um so i'm still yeah. around the boys so I, I still enjoy that and i don't i don't really um i don't think it messes with my identity but i could see like if anyone you know is struggling with that decision whether to like what to do next or you know i mean you got to find uh follow your passions like your pocket's a passion you got to find a way to stay involved that's what i'd say um but yeah, with that being said, I think uh, we'll send it over to Thomas Bordalo now. All right, we're joined by Thomas Bordalo here this week from the uh, Michigan Wolverines. Boards, how's it going? What's up? What's up, boys? How you guys doing? Not too bad. So just want to catch up a little bit. Um, we, I know we, we had Sharks Dev Camp a few weeks ago, and now you're uh, back at Michigan gearing up for another big season for you guys. Uh, hopefully no COVID problems or anything like that this year. But um, what's been going on in Michigan lately? Um, right now we're kind of just, uh, working out and skating class started last week. So we got to go to that now. We can't, can't be online anymore. So you can't take class in your bed anymore. But, um, uh, so we started class practicing every day, uh, just working out basically every, every day, every other day. So yeah, we're just kind of getting ready to season getting started. We still have, I think six weeks. So 
uh, we, I feel like, you know, we have a young team, so it's going to be good, all that practice before the season starts. So, yeah. When's preseason start for you guys? Do you do preseason games? Our, I, normally, I think we, like, normally we would be supposed to play a Canadian college, uh, like, start of October, like, October, like, 2nd or something like that to, for, like, exhibition, but now we can't. I think we're going to play like some uh, some other college around here. Like I think I think around October second, and then our first game of the season is eighth. So, yeah, and obviously uh, Sharks Dev Camp, where we were both at a few weeks ago, uh, happened. Uh, as a lot of the Showbound listeners know, um, so for you, how how did you think it went? Uh, overall experience there. I mean, I thought it was fun. You know, like I mean, I, you could say that too. We didn't really, you know, we didn't really get back. We really just like. They were just teaching a lot of stuff and it was just a lot of different skills that were just fun to do. And, you know, I, th- I thought, I mean, the game was just, a, just the best part, kind of, you know, even if it was kind of a weird game, you know, no, no system, no nothing, just running around. But, um, you know, I, th- I thought it was fun. I thought it was just a fun experience. Actually, like, you know, I, I got drafted, I mean, almost more than a year ago. No, actually a year ago and. I didn't meet anyone, so it was my first time kind of meeting everyone. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Cards, are you are you sponsored by Cooper Wax or what? No, uh, he sent me the hoodie, so he asked me if I could wear it on the show. And the hat, you a couple free ads out here, man. Yeah, I'll double it up. Yeah. So I mean, boards. I was wondering uh, if you could tell us a bit about your childhood, because for those who don't know, when you were growing up, your dad was still playing hockey. Um, did you were you moving around a lot as a kid? Like where and where did you grow up? Was it Switzerland? Yeah, I I moved a lot. I mean, a lot. I was like I moved, but basically in the same spots. Like I was born in Houston, Texas. Like I was stayed there for like five months, so I have like obviously no memories of that. And when I was like five months old, we moved to Switzerland. When my dad decided to go play there, and I stayed there for ten years. But every summer, I would go back to Montreal in Canada to just uh, go see the family and. I mean, everyone in my family's from there, so we just go back there. And then when my dad was done playing hockey in Switzerland, we moved back. Uh, we moved back to Montreal for for good, and that's where I kind of kept playing hockey and until I went to to the NTDP. So yeah. So what was the minor hockey experience like in Switzerland and then out in Quebec? Can you talk about both those experiences? Uh, I mean, in Switzerland, it was it was really fun. Honestly, like you would play in kind of like low-key outdoor rinks every like tournament and like it was every weekend you would play a game on an outdoor rink it was it was really nice like just the sun was shining on your face while you were playing hockey so that was that was cool but um I think something that I really liked about the hockey in Switzerland at a young age is that you play um you play side to side like you play like board to board and like so it's like smaller smaller areas until you're like nine or ten years old so I think what you mean, like you play like horizontally across the rink. Yeah. You play like, you don't play the full, like, okay. feet. like you play like across. Yeah. And, like, I felt like that was just really fun. And I mean, I guess really good for your skills also in your, your hockey, hockey sands. So uh, that was really fun. And then moving back to Montreal, I didn't, I had no clue how like Canadian hockey was. I was like kind of scared that I wouldn't be good enough or whatever. Cause I've never seen, you know, I, I didn't see anyone play before. In, in Canada my age so and I got there and then I got there peewee uh made the team and then you know I just kind of kind of went from there abandoned and midget and then left left for the NTDP so yeah yeah and wards you said you went to NTDP obviously 
And was Major Junior ever an option for you? Were you ever thinking about going to the queue? Were you drafted in the queue? Yeah, I was. I was. Who were you drafted by? By by the the Armada. Uh, you say it. the Armada. Armada. Lainville <laughs> Boisbriand. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. But uh, were, were you ever even considering it? Or was it always going to be there and then uh, to college? No, I was considering it. Like, maybe, like, kind of not considering it. But I was like, oh, should I maybe do it? Like, you know, even though I knew I was probably going to go to college. But I think, you know, from Montreal, there's literally maybe 1% of the hockey players that think about going somewhere else in the queue. So, you know, I think it was a, it was kind of an odd choice for, for the, my friends and, and everyone around me. But I just felt like it was, it was the right thing to do. You know, obviously, like I also got drafted by the team that's like 15 minutes away from my house. And it was just kind of uh, it was kind of hard to, to say no. But, you know, I kind of had to. That, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, for sure. And how'd that uh, decision go down when you decided, okay, I'm going to go to the program and then actually want to tell us about when you committed to Michigan, at what age and how that went down a bit? Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't even know, like, the NTDP was a thing, like, until maybe a year, like, two years before going there. Uh, you know, like, that's that's what what's a little different for me. You know, like, most of the guys I played with, they kind of dreamt about going there and playing there one day and, you know, USA Hockey and everything. I didn't even know it existed. Until until I think it was Jack Jack Hughes first. He was going in uh, the program. Quinn Quinn just finished it, and um, he was like he was like yeah you should you should come check it out. You should come check everything that they do down there and everything. You're American. You might as well might as well you know kind of consider it. So I, I went there kind of I kind of saw everything. I was like that's that's really fun. I hope you know maybe I could I could play there one day. Whatever. I was a little young and then. I played at a tournament in like Philly, I think just a random tournament. And one of the scouts from the NTP was there and uh, he was like, Hey, uh, just come to top 40 camp. Like usually there's all those uh, like regional camps. And then you like, you go up, go up, go up until top 40 camp. And then they make the team off. And he's like, just come to that. Uh, You know, we know you're from Montreal. We know like you can't like, obviously you didn't make like all the uh, preliminary camps before just come to top 40 camp and uh, just come come see for yourself everything and, and the hockey and just we'll, we'll see if, if you make the team, if you want to make the team. And then went there. Uh, the, the schedule was pretty crazy, but went there. And then after the first, I think it was the second day, it was like a seven-day camp. And after the second day, after the after the first game, I got called like into the, the office and like they offered me to, to be on the team. And, you know, it was obviously, I kind of took my time. I was like, do I – do I really want to like play for, for the U S when I live my whole life. And like, I mean, I never lived in the U S you know, I'm, even if I'm American and then, you know, after, after meeting everyone and just seeing how they, how nice they are and what they could do for me, it was, it was a no brainer for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And for, for, for uh, <clears throat> Michigan, again, like coming from Montreal, like no one really looks at colleges. So like, and I didn't really have a lot of exposure but when I went to the NTP, it kind of blew up, you know, like all the all the colleges, they kind of look at you and uh, um, they want you to come visit and everything. So I, I did a lot of visits. I didn't really know what I wanted out of college. And then, you know, I, I think Michigan is just a great balance of everything. And, you know, a lot of people I know have been through here and uh, they've had a great experience. And, you know, uh, I'm living it right now. And, you know, I, I, I don't regret my decision. Yeah, for sure.
Awesome. And uh, I'm just curious, how do you identify your nationality? Like, do you consider yourself Canadian or do you consider yourself Swiss or American? What do you consider yourself? Uh, I mean, I kind of like right right now I, I say American, you know, like if you would you would ask me like maybe four years ago, I would have said Canadian. But, you know, after everything that after my, my time spent here and everything kind of what USA Hockey did for me and, and kind of all the all the all the people I met here and everything and I I just kind of for me it's it's a no-brainer that you know I'm kind of an American hockey hockey wise but you know my life is kind of hockey also so it kind of goes with it okay um so with the NTDP what was your adjustment like to that level coming out of minor hockey in Quebec and then you know playing in the USHL and stuff as a with a team of kids basically how was that it was crazy I mean the NTDP is you know, it's, it's actually nuts. Like they set you up for failure as much as they can. You know, we would work out six times a week and then, you know, we would have like the biggest workout, like, like actually, actually like a summer workout and we had a game the next day. And then after that game at 10 30 workout, which be nuts. And, you know, we were a bunch of 16 year old kids playing against like USHL guys. We were just getting our shit rocked. And it was just, it was just it was it was a it was a tough adjustment, and you know we didn't have the most talented team, so we kind of had to grind the other teams down. And uh, I think I think uh, it just made me learn so much playing there. It was it was crazy, kind of because we we kind of had talent wise, we didn't have a good team, so how it made me like kind of understand what a team has to do to win uh, over there was was crazy. And our coach was really good. Now he he left with. Uh, Buffalo's HL he's the Buffalo's HL uh, head coach right now but um he was he had a big impact on me and it was um it was really fun. I'm curious if there was a difference from your 17 year to your 18 year where uh um we had Max Jones on the podcast and he said he got called up when he was in his first year to the second year team and you know guys like Austin Matthews and stuff are like giving it to the trainers they're not working out it was like more of a joke and I'm wondering um, was it more like, okay, you, you put in your hard first year and you can kind of like, it's a little easier that second year. Or was it just as hard? I mean, I think it's, it just depends on the players. Like, you know, like guys, let's say guys like Sanderson that, you know, I think should, he should play the NHL. If he wanted to, he could easily play in the NHL right now, but he wanted to stay in North Dakota for another year. But like guys like him, just absolute studs. Um, he was just working out every day, like as hard as he could. And, you know, he would like never take a day off. Like, even if he was obviously the best player there at the program and, you know, even his second year, but, you know, there's other guys like, you know, I don't want to call it names, but other guys that, you know, maybe uh, my first year when they were 18, like the, the 01 team that was kind of stacked, you know, they, they kind of like to f- around in the gym and stuff like that. So it was, it was just funny to, funny to watch. That's hilarious, man. Um, and then, so you obviously had a great time there. Um, sick development. And I, I know I talk about it all the time when we do have a program guy on, I got to play with a bunch of them. So I kind of got a feel for it, all the army training, we've had all those stories and stuff like that. So it, it's crazy, but I mean, it set you up for a second round draft pick to the San Jose Sharks in 2020 as, as most people know by now. Um, so do you mind just taking us through your draft day and kind of the moment that you got picked? Yeah. Um, I don't know how it worked for you. I don't know if they did the same thing, but for me, what they did was like, we kind of had like the, the, we had like the computer that was like before the live stream, the TV stream. So 
kind of had my computer on. I, I was like, I was in Michigan because like draft was what, like mid October or something like that. Yeah. Because of COVID. And I, I mean, first of all, I was, I was pissed because the draft was supposed to be in my hometown, right? Montreal, supposed to go to the Bell Center with my family. I was really looking forward to that. But um, at least I got, I got to go back home to Montreal. Uh, my coach here in Michigan just said, yeah, you can go home. Just be careful with COVID and everything. So I went back home, tried to respect the guidelines, had a little, had a little gathering in my house, but um, wasn't too, wasn't too big, just like close people. And it was fun. It was really fun. You know, when I got my name called, I kind of had a feeling I was going to go with the Sharks already. Um, you know, I thought, I thought they were going to pick me. Uh, I thought if I was still available 31st, I was going to go 31st. And then um, uh, they picked Ozzy. And then I was like, okay, well, they have 34. There's no way I'm going lower than 34. And then they traded down to 38. And then I was like, okay, I guess like there's no way I'm going like lower than 38. So, and then that's where I went. So um, it was, it was a little nerve wracking, obviously, because I had expectations, but it was, it was a fun night after that. Yeah. And well, we had Oz on when we were in the hotel and stuff and, Obviously, you know, I was a good guy and everything. So he said that he thought he was going 31st too, eh, Rask? So yeah. I wonder, um, that's kind of funny how that works out. But uh, saying you thought you were going to the Sharks for sure, how much, like, were you in contact with them a ton or was it just like a few really good talks and you're like, yeah, this is the team that wants me and I want to be here? Yeah, not that much, you know, because like, <clears throat> let's say a team like Montreal, I would like, they would like, ask questions like every week basically like every two weeks but every conversation didn't make me feel like oh I'm, I'm gonna go there you know like I've talked to them the most and I've never felt like once that oh they might draft me you know but the Sharks I've talked to them like two or three times and every time I talked to them I was like wow like I, I might I might go there you know like they I feel like they, they they like me for the player I am and they they see something in me so it was really just a feeling yeah mm-hmm I'm I'm curious about just the first night of the draft because obviously you went early second round, but you know you had to. I don't want to make you like sound cocky, but if you say it, but you probably expected to go first round. Um, was there a lot of disappointment, or like was that night really hard on that first night of the draft for you? It was tough, you know, because obviously I, I've always been a pretty confident guy, you know, like not not off the ice, but like I mean on the ice, like about my my abilities and what I can do, and. I, I knew that, you know, kind of playing at the NTDP, yes, it gave me – there's a lot of NHL scouts all the time, but we, like, our second year we play college guys, you know, when we're supposed to play – when everyone else is playing junior guys. And um, I just kind of knew that. And obviously, it, also with the team that we were playing with, you know, it was more of a gritty team. I kind of had to buy in our identity, just play gritty hockey and kind of not – you know, obviously I'm kind of more of a skills guy, but – um, you know, I kind of had to let that go and kind of let the points uh, go a little bit and just kind of buy in the grid of our team. So I knew that was going to affect my draft stock, that's for sure. And, you know, I just I just knew that um, I just hope that a team could kind of see past that and see like for, see me for the player that I am. But it's hard. It's hard to know that as a team. And, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, I've talked to a lot of scouts and the, their question was, you know, like we see you have skills, but you know, like you kind of, you, you kind of, you grind a lot. And like, so what are you going to be like, are you, do we, are we drafting you for a top six or a bottom six? Or like, what's going to happen? You know, 
So that was like kind of the main question around me. Like, is he going to be a top six or a bottom six with how, how he plays? But, you know, I think that right now in Michigan, now that we have a little more skilled team, a little, a little skilled and uh, just, just kind of uh, more freedom um, to, to kind of express myself. I think that the guys see that now I'm more of a, you know, leaning towards uh, points and kind of helping the team in an offensive way, you know. Yeah, so just forget about the D-zone boards. You, you pick <laughs> your dues at, at the program. But, no, like, you, you you go to Michigan, and it's, like, it's obvious in your first year that that might have been a problem at the program for you and kind of the identity of the, the play style for sure. But you make the jump to college seamless. 30 points in 24 games we got down here. You win rookie of the year for the whole NCAA. So, obviously, that went uh, pretty smooth and you did put up sick numbers. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I think it starts from the NTP, you know, like, yeah, it kind of affected my draft. So like, I feel like in a certain way, but at the same time, like I wouldn't change it for the world. Cause it, it gave me so much, like it was just, the NTP made me so ready for what was coming next. And, you know, I needed that. I needed those two years of grind and just learn how to play the right way to get into college. And now kind of, yeah, maybe let my skills go a little bit more and kind of try new stuff. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I still like kind of have those the foundations that the NTP gave me, you know. So I think that helped me a lot towards like throughout my year. And um, yeah, we had a sick team last year also. You know, everyone's talking about our team this year, but we had a really good team last year also. And season got shut down because of COVID. But, uh, you know, we were just kind of inco- inconsistent because we were young and stuff like that. But this year we, we're going to be we're going to be really good and uh, it was it was just fun to play with those guys last year play with the the freshmen we're ten guys in our freshman class um, you know I was me and me and Briss me and Brendan Brisson we were lucky to have good chem going and it was just a fun year yeah for sure and you were talking about like junior setting you up for college but what was the jump like playing against now like sometimes you're playing against 24 25 even year old men compared to I don't know 16 year olds in the youth show so what's the difference like in the body size and just like how how everything works between those two leagues I mean it's crazy like like if you play Arizona State you're gonna play like two married guys like it's literally (laughs) you're you're facing off like uh, at the draw with the dude and he's married and you like he's thinking about kids and you're thinking about like where am I going to live my, what am I going to like live next year? Or what am I going to like, what's my next homework or whatever? And the guy's thinking <laughs> starting a family, you know? And so it's, it's a little different, but you know, obviously the size is, is, is a big difference. Also the strength, just the shots. And, you know, even if you work out as hard as you can uh, and you're like 19 and the best shape of your life, there's still that kind of when you get old, you know, you got like that, like that, like extra strength a little bit, like kind of that goes with you, you know, cause you're older. So there's definitely that, 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 that kind of, that's kind of a, a difference, but otherwise, you know, I think it's uh, it's good hockey. It's gritty. It's uh, there's obviously teams that are more gritty than others, but yeah. Yeah. And you got to play with some unbelievable talent at the program, obviously a ton of high picks coming out of there for you guys and guys who are delayed a year, like Benier is your roommate there. But um, then you go to college and you go to Michigan, such a prestigious program, and you get to play with guys who went to the program and guys who are just studs from years before, like the 01s, the 2000s, the 99s, even the 98s. So can you talk about like how cool it was to kind of go in there and see all the older talent that had maybe passed through the program or 
or in the USHL or however may or however they may have come to be in Michigan? Yeah, yeah, it was it's it's fun, you know, like kind of seeing guys like uh, you know, I think I think Larkin did program and then Michigan. I think Warrenski did it. Uh, Pacioretty, I think a couple of guys did it. And, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of fun seeing, you know, at the, at the NTP we have, I mean, AHL facilities and we just have that kind of that wall with everyone that's been through there. And it's, uh, you know, just to see them like Matthews, Kane, uh, you know, even Jack, even, even Jack, Jack Hughes, you know, guys like Cole, Z, uh, Yorkie that played here with me. And it, it's just, it was, it's just fun, you know, kind of, and then, and then, you know, you see, you see all of your buddies kind of playing in their first game in the NHL and you're like, wow, like, you know, it's kind of like, it's not a, we made it, but it kind of feels that way. Cause you like, they're like your bros and you're like, wow, like you made it, you know, like it's, I'm, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's a nice feeling. Do you speak any other languages? Yeah. My first language is French. Okay. I thought it might be, I, I think you have like a little accent when yeah. you talk a bit. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Yeah. I'm just curious too. What's it like walking around campus there as a, a Michigan hockey player? Probably got like the tracksuit or the bag on. You know what I mean? Like confident. You're, you're not trying to go full tracksuit, kind of. Well, you don't want to look like that, but you know, you know, you're getting the looks and stuff. Like, how's that go? Sitting, uh, sitting in class, like people looking over at you. I bet, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's they're big classes. Sometimes you know, I kind of, I'm not a big like. I'm not a really loud guy or, you know, I'm not going to be the guy that's taking a lot of space in the room or whatever. So I'm pretty quiet. So I'll just do my thing and kind of get out, but um, it's fun. You know, it's a great campus. There's so many people going around, a lot of students and, you know, there's kind of like this main campus because Ann Arbor is kind of a small town. So there's kind of this main campus that's really buzzing all the time. So it's just, it's crazy to walk in there and kind of see like, you know, kind of like in movies like when you watch movies and you're a kid about college and like and you're there and it's literally that uh what's like a day in your life right now and then kind of yeah like during the regular season I guess as a as a student athlete there uh regular season I mean it's like that all year we kind of go to class from whenever you have class in the morning till maybe we got to like report the rank at like uh one I would say and you know you just do your thing in the morning whatever you want and then at one, we'd go to the rank practice around two thirty three normally. Um, that's like from Monday to Thursday usually, and then Friday, Saturday, the games are there, and we would work out probably three times, three times a a week before that. Like that, we would work out probably um, Monday, Monday, Tuesdays, and like and like Thursdays, stuff like that. So yeah. I got to know about Yoast on a game night. Like what, like, what is it going on in there? It's like a zoo in there. right? like, like, cause we always talk about like the OHL and the CHL in general. Like we have, we get five, six in London, even 10,000 fans a night, but um, it's a different crowd for sure. We have a lot of families. We have older fans. It's not drunk college students. Can you, so you, can you tell us about like what it's like actually playing in there every night? It's nuts. I mean, I haven't had the chance to like actually play a game yet with a packed barn. Oh, yeah. But I've been to one and it was nuts. It was just, it was actually like a zoo. Like, cause it's just all the call, even like, even people that are not college students, they're just so passionate about the team and about Michigan that it just gets the crowd going. Like, you know, we're just warming up like our, our team warm up before the game. Like not, not, not the on ice warm up, like the one, like, 
what we do it maybe what, an hour and 30 minutes before like like there's our stretch and like the barn is like half packed like it's crazy and it's just great atmosphere like you, it gets you so fired up and I, I think it's the best building playing college hockey it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah yeah I doubt it. oh that's insane um I just have a, a quick question. I want to bring back your dad. I mentioned him earlier. Sebastian Bordalo had an NHL career. And now he works for the Nashville Predators. Is that right? Yeah. So what was, uh, like, can you tell us a bit about him and how he impacted your career? I mean, he basically made the player I am today, you know, like just from when he put me in skates when I was two years old and, um, and then just kind of developed me from there. He's, he's been my skills coach. He's been my, obviously, life coach. He's my dad, you know, because, but like, uh, he's been he's been through it all he knows what it takes and you know he's kind of th- he's kind of trying to navigate me through everything also but you know I think it all started when he was playing and I was like four or five six years old you know he didn't force me to be a hockey player but every time he was like bringing me in the locker room after games with with the players I was like I want to do this I want to I want to do it like when my when my dad does I want to play hockey for a living I want to play hockey my whole life so kind of gave me the kind of gave me the, the taste of it and I just never stopped from there yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome and uh this this one might put you on the spot i don't know if you'll have an answer but do you have any cool stories i guess that your dad uh might have experienced in the nhl that you could share with us i mean there's a lot like it was like a different time back then you know like yeah they, they were going crazy i mean I, I know my dad had some roommates that like he like before a game like he would like go to bed they would go out and then he would wake up in the morning and they would like get in the room and like sleep all day and like when it's game time they wake up get a coffee and go play like crazy stuff like that (laughs) and yeah there's a lot of stories that probably could screw some guys up but yeah (laughs) (laughs) man times have changed in the nhl anyway and but uh for you obviously sight set on the nhl is as we all kind of have as an end goal and as a hockey players growing up and everything but uh do you plan, like, what's your plan on uh, staying at school or are you just going to try to play it by ear and see each year what happens? And uh, if you're ready for pro, then then make the jump or what's your plan there? Yeah, I'm just going season by season, seeing when it's time for me to, you know, kind of make the jump, seeing when it's, um, you know, when it's time for my development, if it would be better to, to turn pro or stay here or whatever. It's, it's all about just, you know, kind of getting ready, not just to play, but to perform in the NHL. So that's what I want to do. Yeah. yeah and obviously one day, knock on wood, like we're just going to say when, when you sign with the sharks, um, what's the first thing you're going to buy with your, uh, with your signing bonus and Rask. I'm going to add boards is a, uh, he's a fashionable guy. He's got good style. So I'm interested to hear what he's got for us here. It's a good question. I mean, obviously, probably some clothes a little bit. I might, I might go, I might get a couple shoes or something like that. But I don't think anything crazy, honestly. I'm not a big like. I'm kind of a. I'm kind of cheap. Like I don't really like spending money. Like I think the first big expense I might do is probably just go on like a sick like vacation or something like that. Yeah, that's a good call. Experience. Experience. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah what's what's like the dream vacation location for okay for both like a warm vacation spot and then like a travel like a somewhere in europe type of thing uh you know i've been in europe for 10 years but like i kind of still want to go through the whole thing that's for sure i definitely want to go there again um warm weather i mean there's i just want to go everywhere like some like place like 
Thailand or whatever. Like, I think that looks sick. I also think like, like let's like a safari in Africa would look sick. Like, and you know, just, just a, I don't know. There's, I feel like there's so many places that that could be insane. So I kind of want to get around. Okay. Actually. So before I ask, I, I was telling cards and boards. I was telling you before the interview, I have a, I'm introducing a new segment, maybe if it goes well for, for these interviews called hard hitting questions, but I think it'll be funny. But before we do, I'm just curious, what was your first impression of cards when you met him? How did that go? I mean, we were at camp together, but like, cause there was two teams. We didn't really like meet. I feel until like, until the last night, I think. Like, yeah. It was like the night before the last day. Like, yeah. Before we went to the game. Yeah. And like, I honestly, like, I think I got in my room and you were in there already with Cozy. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you came to our room and we were all just rotting until oh, like yeah. after, after the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, first impression was like, I mean, on the ice, my first impression on the ice, like, obviously, like, very skilled. I didn't, I thought, he, I thought he was a lefty. I thought he was a left. I don't know why I felt like he was a lefty, but um, obviously, great guy, great, great player. Oh, oh. makes me, makes me feel good about myself pumping my tires, eh? Thanks, boards. Appreciate it, bud. Oh, yeah. Raz, yeah. So, okay, this is this hard hitting questions thing. I think, uh, boards. You consider yourself a funny guy? Not, not really. I mean, they laugh at me a lot. I think at me, not with me. Either. Okay. Well, so there's two ways this could go. You can. I was thinking you either answer these, answer these funny or you answer them seriously. So I think uh, we'll see how this goes. If it's funny or if it's not, whatever. We'll see if we keep this going for the future episodes. But first question: What is the meaning of life? Oh God! <laughs> it's meaning of life um, to be able to use all the like the. How do you say? It? Potential, yeah. To be able to use all the potential that's been given you. Okay. Nice. What an answer. Um, Okay. If you could fix one world problem, what would it be? Uh, Just the environment, global warming and everything, because every other problem goes away if there's no more Earth. Okay. (laughs) Um, Are you truly proud of the person that you are? Um. I'll say, I'll say, yeah. I'll say, yeah. I just, I'm not, not myself. <laughs> um, are there any toxic relationships in your life that need to be dealt with? No, no. If you asked me that maybe a little earlier, yeah. But no, not anymore. Okay. Guy deals with the situations. Um, two more. If you could travel in time, would you go to the past or to the future? Past, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a time period in mind? I like I like London when it started kind of like like popping off, like when it, like all the trains and everything. I kind of like that. Okay. Okay. Uh last one. We got a good one. <laughs> what is the meaning of true love? Boards knows this one. <laughs> we love love, eh? Yeah, you have to love love. <laughs> What's the true meaning of love? I think the true meaning of love is just being willing to do everything you possibly can for someone else and just kind of putting yourself aside and just, it's always the other person that comes first, I feel like. Oh, nice. yeah. It's a, it's a school guy answers too. He, he knows. He, That's he's a great answer, though. I love that. 
this is uh that was not bad for the first time we ever ripped this segment so yeah, my keeping it i think that was good my girlfriend yeah. will love it. and now we got to go to our uh fan questions and the fans ask uh, ask you the questions not us this time so i'll i'll take you through through the first few and then i'll let ross take over but uh what's your stick and your specs uh i custom uh custom curve uh 87 flex and my stick is um it's the old uh, adv that they used to make but they don't make anymore so it's just like the lighter stick they have it's like lighter than than the hyperlite or whatever so uh, i really like that and i've been using it for the past three years and can't get any lighter so even even new sticks that will be coming out next year won't be lighter so i like it and spray paint yeah spray paint that's true spray paint white spray paint the bottom white tape i like seeing all white yeah good style too looks good out there what's your take on the Owen power situation um coming back to michigan for another year how excited are you guys for that the band's back that's it we're just gonna go off we're ready yeah no you got you guys a lot of pre Bulls got you up there very high, so I'm excited to see what goes on. Uh, I know we talked about it off the air, but who do you live with at UMesh? Uh, I live with Maddie Beniers and um, Jacob Truscott, two guys that were at the NTP with me. Yeah, maybe two potential guests on the pod too, eh, Ross? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, if you had to live on an island for a month, what four Michigan teammates would you bring along with you? I love this question, by the way. Such a sewer, like, <laughs> um, I would not bring Briss because that guy has ADD and he would not be helpful. Um, <laughs> um, I would probably bring Maddie because he's pretty smart. We live together and we got each other's nerves, but he's pretty smart. Um, I would probably bring, I need a guy for size. I need, I need a big guy for size. I need, I mean, probably Beach, honestly. Feature, okay. feature and then what else? Man, I gotta go. I gotta go with trust for the last one just because because he's my he's my little baby here. Yeah, and he brought you Timbits this morning, so there you go. That's good enough to make the cut. So I know uh, I met Keto at uh, Sharks Camp. So suck it, Keto. You weren't invited, bud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's uh, you just talking about, Briss? What's Brandon Brisson like? Um, great dude. Like, you know, he could obviously, um, kind of be a little cocky and, you know, with, uh, we've known each other for a long time, you know, his dad kind of, um, his dad played with my dad or something like that, you know, he's, his dad's French too from Montreal. And, um, so we're, we're really close. Our families are close and I'm close to him and, um, it's just, it's fun playing with him. We've known each other for a long time. I went to LA a couple of times with him. And now that we can play together, it's just it's it's a lot of fun and on the same line too. It's crazy that you know it kind of kind of went that way. And um, yeah, we just we're we're really compatible on and off the ice, so it's fun. And speaking about you, go, him going to LA and stuff, and you going to LA, isn't he? Doesn't he like hang out with all those TikTok guys? Yeah, he's uh yeah. Here in LA, you know, you kind of you're you're in the you're in the mafia over there, right? So. Uh, Hangs out with all the when all the those TikTokers that are hockey fans. Yeah, so they they just love my bet. And uh, this is the last one for me, and then I'll ra- let Rask take over a bit. But uh, who's your celeb crush? Oof, uh, 
I had one like two years ago. Like this, the last time someone asked me that question two years ago, I I said someone like I said Anna I said Anna Kendrick, but like I haven't seen her in two years, so I don't know what she looks like anymore. So um, who's my the backup choice? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Hey, that's a good question. Wait, um, you could say two years ago Anna Kendrick is your celebrity crush. I'll 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 accept that answer. I mean, I could definitely find one. I feel like I feel like there's. I think I think I like I like uh, Blake Blake Lively. I think she's I think she's she's pretty cute. Yeah, you, not a bad call there. I I love Gossip Girl. Yeah, Gossip Girl, great show, great oh, show. That's that's just a guy in a relationship talking right now. <laughs> um, here's a good good question. Someone sent in. How do you? Maybe both of you can answer this one. How do you build chemistry with new teammates? I think it's uh, off the ice a lot. Like, just hang out. Like, literally go to dinner or just, like, it's not even, like, the like the things you do. I feel like it's even, like, outside of it. Like, I feel like I get closer to someone on the Uber ride there or back than at dinner. Like, I don't know about you, Cardsy, but I just feel like it's just, like, little outside things, like, setting up things, like, are you got the Uber? I got it. All right. Like then you just talk. Like and you just like kind of get to know the other guy, and then like you're around him. Like obviously the guy's gonna be on his phone, and then you like kind of like you see what he's doing, and then you see who he's talking to, and then you just like kind of you get to know his entourage, and you're just like, yeah, I think that's kind of how you get close to him. I feel like you know the best lines and the best teams are like guys that you know are super close because there's a lot of egos on a team, and like if you can't forget if. A bad play, but sorry, bro. Like, I love you. If you can't be like that, like, it's not gonna work. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say the exact same thing. Like, if you're on the same team, like, you're obviously pretty close in skill. Like, everyone's there for a reason, especially at, like our level, Michigan, OHL, whatever it may be, NHL. One day, like, it doesn't matter. But like, go out for dinner. Go out, have have fun with them. Like, you have to hang out off the ice. That's all it is. Like, everyone has skill there. It's just a matter of if you like each other, if you're going to bat for each other every night. So that's that's all it is basically. Boards hit the fuck, hit the nail on the head there. It's true. <laughs> almost, you almost slipped up cards. Yeah. Um, we've kind of well, we haven't really talked about it, but someone asked, "What was it like playing with Power Johnson and Beniers?" Um, it was good. I mean, all last year it was, it was really fun. Obviously, played with Maddie before that. Um, Cannon Owen, I've never I, I did I played against Owen in the U show. Never I never saw Ken play before, but you know, obviously great players. Um great guys too, you know, not cocky at all. Actually like Owen, like first overall could have been like, yeah, I'm the man. Like, yeah, all you guys on <clears throat> on this team are below me, but he's the nicest kid and you know, he's just really they're just really all buying in and just being a family. Yeah. Um, couple more. Has anyone on the Sharks taken you under their wing? Uh, I mean, yes and no. Like, obviously, I haven't been around that much, the, the organization, because COVID and everything. And being a college guy, there's a lot of things I can't do. But, you know, when a, a lot of stuff happened to me last year because of COVID, Logan Couture called me a couple times and just kind of try to help me out through it. And, you know, it was really helpful. So I would probably say, say him, yeah. And before you keep going on that, Rask, actually, this reminds me, Boards has some a crazy, like crazy last year that a lot of people don't know about. Um, 
I'll let him tell it. But basically, he didn't play in the World Juniors, and then obviously some complications with NCAA playoffs and everything like that. Boards, you mind sharing what went down there? Yeah. So obviously, World Juniors. I was. I mean, I made the team. We were leaving. We were taking our plane the next day, and then you know, I wake up in the morning to a call in my hotel room with my roommate Beecher. And it's the doctor. And he's like, yeah, Beach, you tested positive for COVID. You guys got to get out. You got to get out of the bubble right now. You got to go home. And it was a false positive too. And so we had to go home. We were just stuck back home here in Michigan during Christmas because of that. And it was just, it was just awful. It was the most depressing time of my life by far. And it was just, uh, you know, obviously the guys won gold. And so I'm so pumped for them, but you know, knowing you could have been there with them, it's, uh, it's always tough. And, um yeah I mean it just makes me you know so much more excited for for next world juniors I'm I'm really excited to get going yeah and then do you mind talking about what happened with you guys at Michigan for those who don't know yeah also that there's you know already get to the frozen four tournament and we literally kind of we were in the bubble for like five days already and then the day of the game wake up from my pregame now and we get a text meeting right now and they're like, what's going on? Like, please tell us it's not COVID. And they're like, yeah, we got guys that tested positive. They're on a bus right now going home from North Dakota. Um, we were, we got to go home. Like we can't, we can't play. We got to get out of here. And, you know, our season's done. And, you know, it was just heartbreaking seeing the seniors cry. Yeah, they, 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 they didn't even know, but they played their last game in a Michigan jersey. And it was just, it was tough. Oh yeah, my God, that's horrible. Asking, man. I figured we had to bring that up. I, I didn't even know that. Like, yeah, dude, nobody knows about it, and that's why when I found out at Sharkstown, I was like, "Holy crap!" Like for those people who think they've been affected by COVID, or I don't know, not being able to see their friends the odd time or something like that. That's legit tough. That's that's brutal. on the day of the game. Can you imagine? Like, ah, oh, that's just horrible, man. Remember, yeah, he made me t- he made me tell the story in front of everyone too. I was like, "All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah." He calls you out. He's like, "Where's boards?" All right, yeah. Tell us what happened. Yeah. Rask, you want to hop back into the fan questions? Yeah, Get I'm, I'm rattled a better now. Mood? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Like, there's there's two more, three more. This one's funny, and this goes back to a little rant I went on a couple episodes ago. But someone asked, "What's your zodiac sign?" Capricorn, I think. January. I don't know. Is that even a sign card? Can we confirm? Yeah, that? that's a sign. I just don't know. I okay. don't know. I haven't heard of we'll, that we'll, one. We'll check. We'll check back in next episode and see if he was right or not. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't even. This one's stupid. I'm not gonna ask it. Uh, last one. Best memory at Michigan. On and off, on or off the ice. I I mean, we all want to know off, but like maybe off that you can say. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, off the ice, I say, like, football game days are pretty sick. Like, it's, like, there's no cellular service. Like, there's 110,000 people going through the game. It's nuts. It's just nuts. That's that's pretty electric. And, you know, on the ice, I think, favorite, favorite, favorite memory, I think, um, Maybe our first road trip. I don't know. You know, we, we haven't played again, like in front of fans or, or whatever. So I can't really say like, oh, this was sick or yeah, whatever. So like I was like, our, you know, the NTDP, they treat us super good. But, 
you know, it's nothing compared to here and all the money that they have. And it's just like, it's nuts. It's nuts. We, we get treated so well. And it was just like kind of an eye opener for me. I was like, wow, like it's, I can't believe like they treat college guys like that. So, yeah. So here's my thoughts on your ask. I think boards has some awesome memories at Michigan, but uh, we'll come. Why don't we do an episode again in six years when he's established in the show and, uh, and we'll just do a strictly an episode on memories from Michigan. And then, uh, then we'll hear all the great stuff that goes on. Uh, I, might, I might be able to, to say them. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, down the road for sure. But I think that pretty much does it for me, Rask. Is that all from you? Yeah, that's all. I want to thank you, man. This was this was a really funny one. It was entertaining. It was cool learning about your road and your path. And I'm I'm pumped up to see uh, how you do this season and hopefully see you both in uh in a Sharks jersey one day. Yeah, thanks. For yeah. yeah, down the road. Thanks, boards. Thanks for taking the time. Made it seamless uh, for us to get you on here. Um, so yeah cheers and we'll be in touch obviously but uh good luck going forward this season bro yes sir boys you too thank you all right i want to thank boards for that awesome interview and uh a new segment i think we're going to keep for the future interviews what do you what do you think of that card yeah i thought it was i thought it was really good uh i like those little questions you had there um looking them up i was almost therapy sessions going on there for a little bit but uh no, it, was, it was good fun um boards is obviously a good good guy to talk to and like you said you can hear his uh his french accent a little bit so it, it's pretty funny but uh you should see this guy man like i don't think we're given enough talk about the ncaa freshman of the year like that's insane yeah. like he won that award over like maddie Beniers. guys like maddie Beniers, second overall pick like owen power first overall pick and it was him so like <clears throat> that's pretty insane um but yeah man he's a sick player like you should see like obviously you saw him in in the game like he, he knows how to control the puck he's smooth with it got great hands he's gonna be a good player wherever he is it'll be with the sharks and then wherever it goes from there but he, he's gonna be a real good player at the next level for sure so i'm just happy to have boards on for for a great episode there but uh, I know we were talking last week and you said uh, you finished Outer Banks and I'm a big Outer Banks fan. So let's hear what yeah. you got. Finally finished it last night. Oh, man, I love this show, by the way. But so you said on the podcast without any. Also, I'm just, we'll say like spoiler alert now if you haven't seen it. Like, you know, maybe maybe you can end the episode now. But um, you said there's guaranteed season three. And yes, you know, with uh, with the cross going back with Ward surviving and all that definitely going to yeah. be a season three. So the ending was crazy. Um, you know, Sarah and John B back together. What, what can't you love about it? Yeah. And John B's dad's alive. Yeah. Yeah. That last scene, I forgot about that. Okay. They're gonna find each other and all that. And you, and you see the scene. I mean, you watched it a little bit ago, but when uh, John B could have killed Ward and he looks at Sarah and she gave him like the quick little nod, like you can. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, like he's going to do it. And then, uh, but you know what? As pissed off as I was that he let him live, it gives us a season three, man. So gotta. Yeah. I think, I think that girl too, the blonde lady is John B's dad or mom. Which blonde lady? The one who like has the crutches. Oh, ah, what makes you think that? A hundred percent, bro. Why is she going to see John B's dad at the end of the episode? 
Um, and yeah, the you're thing right. that they need, I've seen it a bunch on TikTok. The thing they need is John B's, his uh, little bandana that he wears around his neck is like the thing they need, you know? Okay. I like that. I'm, I'm choosing to believe that now. And I like that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, sick show. Definitely would recommend to anyone who hasn't seen it. If you haven't seen it, we just ruined it for you. So I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, anything else we want to say here before we kind of wrap it up? It's been a great episode. Yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to Cooper's Beeswax. Um, Coop, Cooper Bordeaux set me up with the merch. Uh, young kid started his own business, hockey wax, hockey tape, stuff like that. So Did he not, did he not like, did he forget about me cards? Yeah, Whereas, I guess I don't so. see my to... my Cooper sweater on. I'll uh, you know what? I'll, I'll get in contact with them. I'll see what we can do for you, Ras. We'll get you a hat and a hoodie over there, no problem. But uh, <laughs> shout out to them over there, great people. Uh, go check it, go check it out if you like hockey wax. And yeah, with that, uh, that's about all we got for you guys this week. Um, I'm just headed on a beautiful day to go uh, share some quality time with my billets on the golf course. Rask, I know you're super busy trying to find guys homes. So let's both stay busy and uh, have an amazing week and can't wait to be back on track with you guys going forward. So road to 5 million. Here we come. Have a great week, guys.